Support for Kansas City Today comes from Grandma's Office Catering. One bank teller instead of the usual five. Slow, fast food lines. Simply not enough staff. Grandma's Office Catering avoided the mass exodus with the respect, appreciation, better wages, and now health insurance. That's how Grandma continues to wow. Grandma'sCatering.com. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia Dean. Today is Wednesday, June 15th. Coming up, how drought and war are affecting global wheat supplies, and why farmers in western Kansas aren't able to help as much as they usually would. But first, some headlines. Missouri is expanding the range of scores the state accepts on teacher certification tests. KCUR's Jody Fortino reports the move is intended to help with an ongoing teacher shortage. The Missouri Department of Elementary and Secondary Education can now grant certificates to those who score just below the current cutoff for getting certification. Paul Katnick of the Office of Educator Quality told the board that the qualifying score isn't changing. Instead, it's looking at the science behind the exam to place more qualified teachers in the classroom. There's no compelling evidence to suggest that a candidate who earns a score within minus one standard error of measure, generally one to four questions, is less qualified than one who scores at or just above the current qualifying score. The change will not apply to the elementary education exam, which the board expanded the range for in April. Gas prices continued to climb nationwide this week, including in Missouri and Kansas. KCUR's Savannah Hawley reports. According to AAA, Missouri and Kansas were among the nation's top 10 largest weekly increases in gas prices. Both states had a price increase of more than 20 cents per gallon in the past week. Nick Chabaria, a spokesperson for AAA, says inflation and the war in Ukraine are to blame. If things don't change, you know, on a global uh, political scale, you know, we're going to continue to see prices to come up. Uh, but at least for the for the short term, you know, remainder of the summer months, certainly uh, drivers should expect prices to remain elevated. Prices are now averaging just under $4.70 in both states. Despite the rise, Kansas and Missouri average among the lowest gas costs in the nation. A second local member of the Proud Boys, who breached the U.S. Capitol on January 6th, has pleaded guilty to a misdemeanor charge. KCUR's Dan Margulies has more. Gardner, Kansas resident Ryan Ashlock entered a plea to trespassing on restricted grounds and faces up to a year in prison. Ashlock, who is 23, admitted that he traveled with three other Proud Boys to Washington and then linked up with two others. As part of his plea, Ashlock has agreed to cooperate with authorities. Federal prosecutors have charged the chairman of the Proud Boys, Enrique Terrio, with seditious conspiracy to overturn the results of the 2020 presidential election. Drought in western Kansas and the war in Ukraine are having a massive impact on the world's supply of wheat. Some experts are now forecasting shortages could be so severe in coming months that some residents of the world's poorest countries could starve. Farmers in Kansas, who produced nearly a quarter of all American wheat last year, typically would be in a position to help, but the months-long drought crushing western Kansas is having devastating consequences. Kansas News Service reporter David Condos has been covering that issue. He and wheat farmer Vance Emke spoke with KCUR's Steve Kraske on Up to Date about this year's wheat crop. Here's part of their conversation, edited for length. You have a good perspective on how this year's wheat crop is looking. What are you seeing? Looks like a train wreck. <laughs> wow. Uh, no, we've had this uh, very serious uh, drought going on out here, especially in the western third of the state, the high plains of western Kansas. Uh, USDA surveys are expecting that we're going to have, uh, you know, like right here in these counties in west central Kansas, uh, 27 bushel uh, average yields, and that's uh, just a little bit less than uh, half a crop. 
the uh, rest of the western Kansas, they're looking at about 30 bushels an acre. But uh, in an average, you're going to have, uh, you know, half the uh, fields are going to be way under that and half are going to be uh, over that. Hey, have you ever seen anything quite like this, Vance? Oh, you know, we have periodic droughts out here, but this is a, a pretty serious uh, deal that we're uh, looking at uh, this go-round. You know, we've got these uh, very low uh, yields compensating for that somewhat are some of the highest prices that we've ever seen, but the yields are uh, low enough that, you know, probably half the uh, half the fields in western Kansas are kind of actually lose money with uh, very high prices. It's kind of weird, but huh. it's the way it's working. I'm wondering how frustrating this is for a Kansas wheat farmer. As you just mentioned, wheat prices are at, uh, are, are at if not all-time highs, they're very high. Demand for the product is through the roof around the world, and yet many Kansas farmers can't cash in. Well, that's uh, kind of the way it works. Uh, <laughs> there's a reason why if wheat goes to 12 bucks, you ain't got any. <laughs> and that's yeah. kind of where we're at today. Now, you told David Condos for his story that you're doing okay yourself. You're expecting a harvest about about the average of 27 bushels per acre that's been forecasted for Lane County. What do you credit that to? Yeah, when uh, David was out here, we showed him a number of uh, fields in the uh, area. And I think, uh, you know, here on our farm, you know, rather than an average of like 27, uh, we're probably looking at a range of, uh, 35 to uh, 60, and a lot of that just has to uh, do with, uh, you know, conservative uh, crop rotations and, uh, you know, kind of uh, playing the game the way it uh, ought to be uh, played. But, you know, there's some pretty good wheat out here, but like I said, uh, and Dave's seen it, uh, you know, there's some really, really bad stuff too. Hey, just one more thing before I bring David in here. How does what you'll harvest this year, Vance, compare to what you did last year or even the year before? Well, last year was a pretty phenomenal crop. Uh, we actually had uh, two crops in uh, one. Uh, our farm average uh, last year was like uh, 82, 85 bushels an acre. Wow. And uh, this year it's probably kind of be, uh, say, 45, uh, 50 uh, I think, you know, like I said, uh, we're in uh, pretty decent shape here. Over a long period of time, uh, a, a pretty good range to uh, be in would be uh, 40 or 45 bushels an acre. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, with uh, normal weather and fairly decent management, you should be able to get into uh, that range. But we're falling way short of that this year. David, you just reported the observations of those who just completed the annual Kansas wheat tour that Vance uh, mentioned. What did those folks observe in Kansas wheat fields? Yeah, and so the the wheat tour, if if people aren't familiar, it kind of makes this horseshoe shape from Manhattan and curves down through western Kansas and ends up toward Wichita. So it kind of gives them an idea of to survey the crop conditions and, and see how things are looking. And And both of the people that I talked to who went on that described, you know, just how how much poorer shape these Western Kansas fields were in, both compared to previous years of the wheat tour, but also compared to, you know, even Eastern and Central Kansas. And so, you know, uh, how they described it to me, you know, imagine, you know, in your mind, this kind of stock image of this kind of tall flowing wheat, you know, this beautiful field. Um, but a lot of, a lot of these fields in Western Kansas, you know, they're, they're brown, short. One, one of the people I talked to called them ugly. Um, and so, you know, uh, there's cracks in the dirt, 
you know, if you imagine like the, the desert where there's cracks in the dirt where it's been hardened and baked in the sun. Mm. Uh, one, one of the people who went on the tour said she could, you know, step right in between the rows without even touching uh, the plants, which at this time of year is supposed to be, you know, not even wow. remotely close to the case. And, and, and one interesting thing is that uh, the, the plants across the board out here are so short, like, like physically short to the ground, that even ones that look decent and have some crop on them, there's concern if combines can reach low enough to harvest them. Hmm. Um, but, but yeah, the, and like, like Vance was describing, a lot of them are, are just dead. And, and the, the latest estimates show that, you know, more than one in 10 fields of Kansas wheat will end up being just abandoned. Wow. They, they didn't, wow. They didn't pr- produce enough to bother harvesting. Here's a key paragraph from your story. The USDA estimates that wheat fields statewide will average roughly 39 bushels an acre this year. That's down from 52 bushels last year. But many parts of western Kansas, as you just mentioned, will produce far less than that. That's sort of the bottom line here, isn't it? Yeah, and so and so it's a really significant drop statewide, um, and so the you know the the total number of acres is going to be much much less across the board, but it's especially dire in some of these parts of western Kansas, and and western Kansas is really you know very important region when it comes to wheat production, and historically has produced quite a lot. Um, you know, like like Vance was saying, you know that twenty seven bushel estimate for for his county, Lane County, you know that's less than half of what that county produced last year. And, and so, you know, that's a, that's a big drop. And like Vince was saying that, you know, with increasing costs from fuel and diesel, you know, half of those farmers, even if they get, you know, the average, um, they, they might lose money. David, what else did you find out about the, the war in Ukraine and the consequences uh, resulting from Russia's invasion there? What did you find out on that front? Yeah, yeah. And so like Vance said it, you know, the the drought here in in uh, the Great Plains couldn't be happening at a worse time uh because of all the stuff going on with the global food supplies. And and so for this story I talked with uh Antonina uh, Broyeka, uh who was dean of agriculture economics in Ukraine uh, until she fled uh, to Kansas just this spring and and she said, you know, Ukraine typically feeds 400 million people worldwide with its exports. So it's a huge uh, export, you know, especially of grains like wheat. And now the, the main route for those exports in their ports is blocked. And so, you know, her quote to, to me about that was that, you know, people will starve. It, it's, you know, it's kind of uh, unfortunately as simple as that. And, and, you know, some reports say that, you know, there might be just 10 months uh, left in the global wheat supplies. Wow. And people who will starve, probably not as many in this country as people in poorer countries around the globe. David, does that sound right? Yeah, yeah, that's correct. So the the U.S. exports more than it imports uh, for wheat. So we're we're unlikely to see uh, those types of widespread shortages uh, here. Although we could certainly see uh, rising prices, and are already starting to see that. Um, but yeah, to, to your point, the places that you know are going to feel this the worst are are the ones that are you know may, maybe set up to not deal with this already because because they're already struggling and so you know we're already seeing food shortages and skyrocketing prices in in some of those countries um, in Africa and the, and the Middle East that depend on this Ukrainian wheat typically for a lot of their food supplies to so places like Egypt and Lebanon um, and you know the, like I said those those places you know are already uh, a lot of places where people are at risk for hunger you know, Vance, experts are already saying that next year may not be a whole lot better. And I'm wondering, what would be the impact on you of another low production year? 
Well, uh, you know, this drought is far from over. I was talking with some of the uh, National Weather Service people down in Dodge City, and for the rest of the spring and going into the summer, they're expecting more of the same and a lot of it, you know, just uh, hot and dry weather. Uh, looking forward into the 2023 crop, uh, we're definitely starting off on the wrong foot because our summer fallow uh you know, the amount of moisture that we've stored up for that next crop right now is uh, probably less than half of uh, what it should be. Uh, you know, if we can produce the crop and uh, have access to higher uh, prices, uh, you know, maybe we'll get out of this alive. But uh, there's going to be some farmers who are definitely kind uh, of be suffering because of this, even with these very high prices. Vance, do you get discouraged? <laughs> you don't have time to be <laughs> discouraged, uh, yeah. but you do need to have a uh, have a plan B. Uh, you know, like if you don't need anything, you sure don't need to be buying it. And uh, you know, there's a lot of mitigating things that you can do to uh, you know help with your cash flow, like uh, using uh, soil test and uh, very reasonable. Uh, yield goals and things like that, but uh, really emphasize, like, if you don't need it, don't buy it. That was Kansas News Service reporter David Condos, Western Kansas wheat farmer Vance Emke, and KCUR's Steve Kraske. You can hear their entire conversation on Up to Date at kcur.org. This is Kansas City Today. I'm Nomi Nujia-Dean. This podcast is produced by Trevor Grandin, Byron Love, and KCUR Studios, and edited by Lisa Rodriguez and Gabe Rosenberg. To read David's story on wheat in Kansas, visit kcur.org, where you can find more news on Kansas and Missouri from Kansas City's NPR station. If you like our show, please help us out by rating and reviewing us on your favorite podcast app. Tomorrow, we'll see how young people in Missouri are taking action against climate change in their communities. Thanks for listening, and I'll see you soon. Thank you.